0: Hey, everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you get more to life through the power of real estate investing. So, guys, I want to share with you before we get into our episode today um, with some really, really cool guests who are crushing it in the Airbnb world. I want to talk to you about one of our most recent refinances that we've just completed and how the numbers played out. And here's just another example of what we do and how we do it and the kind of returns we continue to get for our joint venture partners, like infinite return on investment. So we'll take it from the top. We purchased this property towards the end of 2021 and it's four units, uh, multifamily, residential, four unit property. We purchased it for six hundred thousand dollars. Um, this property, this particular property was off market at the time. Uh, so 20% down payment, 120,000, which gave us a first mortgage of $480,000. We spent a total of $235,166 on renovations, massive renovation project. Our carrying costs were 29,700. And our holding costs, sorry, our closing costs were ten thousand five hundred. Total of eight and a half months construction here. Refinance, uh, new value of the property. We forced appreciation, guys. Get this from six hundred thousand dollars to one million two hundred and ten thousand. So let's work the numbers backwards. Purchase, uh, sorry. Refinance 1,210 subtract 20%, right? 20% for the rental property down payment gives us a new mortgage of $968,000. So now we just subtract, we work the numbers backwards. So 968 minus our original down payment of one twenty, dollars minus our original first mortgage of four eighty. dollars Minus our renovation budget of 235,166, minus 29,700 carrying costs, minus 10,500 closing costs. What does that all mean, guys? When you take that and you subtract and you subtract and you minus and you minus, what does it all mean? Well, for this particular property, I'll tell you what it means. Every single nickel we got out of that property. That we put into it, our joint venture property acquisition, JV money, every single nickel, every single penny we got out of that property. Plus, we walked away, drumroll, we walked away with $92,634 surplus, infinite, infinite return on investment. And this particular property cash flows over $1,000 a month. True story. So guys, if you're interested in learning more about how to crush, how to create infinite return with the power of the Burr strategy, reach out to me, send me an email, adrian at investwithepc.com, or find us on social media, definitely can walk you through these numbers again and explain to you exactly what happened in this project and how we crushed it, so on and so forth. Love to chat with you. We definitely can work the same kind of numbers with you, with our company uh, in joint venture partnerships. So reach out. We'll explain to you how the joint venture partnerships work, how we can work together, how we can create these kind of infinite returns with you. I mean, it's a no brainer. Own a house, none of your money, plus what I say. $92,634 surplus creating infinite return on your money. Look forward to hearing from you and getting involved and maybe doing some business together or at least maybe bare minimum giving you some advice. Now on to our episode. Hey everyone, it's Adrian Pinozo here with the More to Life Real Estate Investing Podcast helping you get more to life so you can start living your dreams through the power of real estate investing. Our guests today are Spencer Giles and Ashley Antidormi. They are real estate investors with a specialization in the Airbnb rentals predominantly in the Niagara region. Spencer and Ashley of Stay Luxe Properties have had tremendous success with their short-term stay strategies in the Niagara region and still manage to travel and live a freedom lifestyle which I can definitely say is what we are all after to achieve so guys spencer and ashley welcome to the more to life real estate investing podcast thank you for being here
1: thanks for having us, me Adrian. we appreciate it we're, we're looking forward to this
0: awesome awesome how was your weekend guys it is monday morning here uh may 30th um it was
2: a it was a good one one for the books i think
1: yeah definitely. Yeah. very busy and uh You know this past weekend actually um on friday was my last day in the corporate world so so back to the the free life we're officially free now we we were doing a lot of travel because i was working remote but now i don't have to uh i don't have to get more creative we can just go (laughs) amazing and you
0: guys are a few years younger than me i think how old are you guys i'm
2: 34 i'm 29
1: 29 last day in the corporate world You got it. Yeah, my goal was before 30, uh, no more nine to five.
0: Wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. So I was 36 um, when I left the police department. I was a police officer for a number of years, but I was 36 when I started um, uh, my journey. No, that's that's actually wrong. I was 36 when I started buying rental properties and I left the police department a lot of a lot older than you <laughs> i was uh 43 so 29 43 uh spencer you're you're well ahead of the game congratulations and so awesome. are you actually for that matter but yeah congrats guys that's awesome thank you amazing so let's get right into it if we can obviously a ton of information you guys want to get out there some golden nuggets stuff like that but let's start nice and easy Both of you guys can uh, pitch in here and there, but tell us how it all started. Tell us about your journey in this space.
2: Uh, So it kind of started, um, I bought a property, the one that we're living in now, about 12 years ago, and I really just wanted to get out of the house. I'm born and raised in Niagara, and I wanted to get out of the house and feel like renting made sense in the same area. So I bought a house and kind of house hacked. I had roommates upstairs. They basically paid for me to live here. And then when I met Spencer, he kind of got into it by a good buddy of his.
1: Yeah. So about three and a half, I guess, almost four years ago. Now I had a friend that had four or five student rentals and he was still working his full-time job and it was a pretty decent job, but this guy was buying a few properties every year. And I'm like, I know that job pays well, but how are you? How are you affording multiple houses each and every year? So I, I reached out to him. He was a good university friend of mine. And I said, look. You know, let's let's grab lunch, let's grab a beer. I want to hear what's going on. And he kind of introduced me to the whole bear method on how he was buying these value add plays. Um, you know, renovating it, getting the rents up, getting you know four or five students in there at five hundred bucks a pop. You know, this was back in the day when you can buy a property for two two fifty, um, and then pulling that equity out to continue to to move on. So when he opened my eyes to that, I was I was kind of blown away, and the next step, I've, I had some capital and said, look, let's partner on it. Uh, you're the expert. I know nothing. I want to, you know, do it right the first time because, you know, the start super important. So his realtor, who is also a very successful investor in this area, had a bunch of Airbnbs and he basically sat down with us and said, hey, look, you guys should consider doing some short-term rentals. The cash flow is insane so looked into it a little bit it checked out and you know nervously we found a a very nice property it wasn't nice at the time but a a property in a very good area it was right across from a beach that had so much potential and uh it was a value-add play same thing the burr and it did extremely well on airbnb we were blown away with the the cash flow that we were getting on it it was north of two grand net a month which you know I was originally going to be happy with 800 to 1000 with a regular rental at the time and we were hooked from there. Um, and-
2: I was a little jealous, I wanted in. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, took a HELOC on the house that I have now. I had a lot of equity in it at the time. And we purchased another one down the street, did the exact same thing, bird a short-term rental. Liked it so much, we actually partnered with um, someone else and purchased one in the same area around the corner, bird a short-term rental as well. Yeah. So
1: with about a year and... I'd say just under a year and a half, we had three all within a two minute walk from each other, just because that area was was so good. And um, yeah, that's that's just kind of how we got started. And we, we've we've grown ever since using that method. And we, we even formed a, a property management company uh, to scale even faster.
0: Amazing, amazing. So a <clears throat> couple steps there, you're finding, so your first couple there, your two or three here that you're talking about, um, so they're distressed. You're, you're incorporating the BRRRR strategy, yes? Correct. Okay, so
1: what was the average purchase price, if you don't mind me asking? So the first one that I purchased, with my partner was just under 310, it was like 308, 309. Um, we put about 60 to 70 into it, and then we were financed it at, I think it was 450. Um, so we got a decent chunk, it wasn't a perfect burr, but we got most of our money back. Um, plus the great cash flow. It was enough to have enough liquid to move on to to the next project. And then what did we get This 393 was 393. the one down the street like a, about a year later. Mm-hmm.
2: We didn't uh refi that right away. We waited a year.
1: Yeah, no, that one that one was more of but we bought it. I think we close on it in May and high season starts in May, so we did like a very fast, or I know we were like
2: 20, 25 K work,
1: working our rear end off, just making it more cosmetically appealing, like granite countertops. We added a, you know, half custom half. bathroom, the backyard, we fixed up a lot. And it was just a matter of just getting it ready for the high season and making sure that, you know, it was, it was ready for success. Like we didn't want to rush it, but we were also <laughs> in crunch time. So. And then that the, the one down the next one that one was a much more distressed property that one we got for 3 it was
2: condemned yeah that one was for yeah, 343
1: yeah. the banks wouldn't touch that one it's actually been yeah. our best one to date if i were to if i had to pick one mm-hmm. um so we actually had to go private on that for the 6 months rentals. it was it was in really really rough shape um but like i said that one we we pulled all of our money out and from a cash flow perspective it's been our best property just the location where it is and how the finishes worked out and played they uh it does really well amazing
0: and what did you pay for that last one
1: 343 for that last one
0: and how much did you put into it roughly probably around 100,
1: 100. i mean we we partnered with um like one of my good friends and his father who's extremely handy so we were fortunate to have that side of the partnership where You know we saved a ton of money up front because he was doing a lot of the work um the labor this guy could build a house from ground up and and now you know apparently they have a very successful flipping business that was the the start of of their journey and and they flipped like i think 10 houses this year already and they're doing really well
2: (laughs) and then we got a mortgage on it Uh, it was appraised at 501.
1: nice nice wow. and
2: it does over 100k a year as a short-term rental
0: wow yeah that's pretty good return on your money i'd say amazing so what year was it that this all started 2018
1: i think right 2018 was the first one yeah and then the next two we bought in 2019 yeah so not that long ago but it feels like a long time ago Yeah. yeah
0: so between those three what would you say a month you're
1: bringing in in cash flow approximately uh, I mean, if you were to average it out, probably about twenty five hundred. The 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 last one does upwards of thirty five to four net, um, and then the other a month. Two, yeah, yeah. I mean, in yeah. the summertime, obviously it fluctuates. That's averaging it out over a twelve month span because you mm-hmm. have your slow season in the summer. They'll they'll make like fifteen grand in cash flow, <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would say probably about if you were to average it out, the other two do about two thousand, and that the last one does close to four
0: mm-hmm. a month. A month so between those three you're bringing in let's say four two and two is that give or take Yeah. so you're bringing it's about eight good. K a month yeah awesome. he's been
2: there since uh he's since uh sold his first one yeah last year so we just have the two now
0: oh i see okay okay cool that's pretty good money well that's mm-hmm. really good money actually yeah and <laughs> What about like, are these duplexes one up, one down or what single family homes or what?
2: They're single family homes. We find that uh, single family homes are better for Airbnb. Um, What people wanted, especially with through the pandemic and now after is they want their own space, including an outside backyard space. Right. High season is our summer. And people want to be outside and they want to be outside just with their own group. So we're finding a lot of people are getting together, like two families are coming together with some kids. They're renting out these houses. They want to cook their own meals. They want to have a backyard space for everyone to run around and have fun. Um, And we find if you you can, you do a duplex, but you can't charge as much. And then you have the issue if one side is too loud or causing havoc, it's going to hurt the review on the other side. Right. And then if the backyard is shared, it's not always a great thing. Yeah.
1: like I think that it's more in this location. I I know there's like the bigger cities and Mm -hmm. um, where you're getting a lot more people coming for work. The multifamilies, we've seen a lot of people have a lot of success. So not to say that it doesn't work, Mm -hmm. Um, but we've kind of tailored our... I guess like who we're marketing to is more of like a higher end family stay. So we want to charge more. We don't necessarily care about occupancy rate. We'd rather just get to that top dollar. And if we can get there with 55% occupancy and have less wear and tear, you know, we'd much rather prefer that and keep, you know, the home in really good condition.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. It sounds like a plan for sure. Um, Something I just kind of thought of right now, as you guys are talking, um, how did COVID affect you? How did COVID affect your business?
2: So in the areas where we own those particular rentals, business soared. It did really, really well because uh, people who would normally go away, uh, just went down the highway for the most part and wanted to be by a beach. They wanted their own space, their own house, by a beach in a quiet neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, by trails. That's what these homes have. So they did really well. In terms of the management business, the manage, the ones we managed in Niagara Falls took a really big hit because that you're getting more international tourists and we didn't really have as many.
0: Right, so the one by the beach, where is that?
2: North End St. Catharines.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. And on average, so now obviously the business has sustained itself, you guys are doing well like a single family home there in Niagara that you have on the Airbnb, what do you, on average, what's, what's going rate at night? I know obviously weekends, maybe do you rent by the week or do you guys go? You know,
1: we, we protect our weekends. So we're a minimum two nights stay on weekends, minimum three nights on like the long weekends. Um, so we have that in effect, but I would say like in the summertime and the weekends we're getting anywhere from 800 to 1500. Plus, uh, you know, I guess some of our ones in Niagara-in-the-Lake do more than that. Um, and then during the slow season, probably anywhere from 199 on like the low end to 599 Yeah, just, you know, we yeah. for, for pricing, when there's high demand, you want to be last to book, right? People are always looking for a last-minute getaway and willing to pay more. And you kind of have to... Bite your tongue. And again, it's a little nerve wracking, but you know it's going to book up versus the slow season. You actually want to try to market too far out in advance because there's less people searching. Mm-hmm. So you want to make your pricing a lot more appealing there. And it's one of the most important things when running a, a short term rental is your pricing strategy.
2: And we usually pivot, um, try to pivot to more midterm rentals during the slow season. We get a lot of people down for work and we'll negotiate a monthly. Um, rent so for us usually that's around 5k a month yeah. which is still good cash flow it's just not yeah. as good as the high season yeah mm-hmm.
0: well for here in Hamilton you know we typically need minimum a triplex fully occupied to even come close to maybe just a little over than 5k a month. Um, So yeah, you're you're producing that with a single family home, which is, again, probably a a lot less headache than running a multifamily space in that regard. Who do you use? Well, I guess you have your own company now with respect to cleaning and getting it ready for the next guests and whatnot.
2: We work with different cleaning teams. We don't hire or like own those teams. Our management team just works with other cleaning teams in the area. And we we work with a few main ones and then quite a few other small ones as we we're getting larger. But cleaning is your number one. It's the backbone of running a short-term rental. Without them, you are nothing, right? Like if there's not good cleaning reviews, if they're not there on time when they should be, um, if everything's not perfect, you will literally be shut down from airbnb
1: and we when we started we were looking for i mean mean, a lot of the the companies they weren't already like massive or or or, Mm -hmm. i guess really established but they were very eager and open to take on more business and and since then they've grown with us which is great and that's kind of what we look for when we're entering like a new area and and partnering up with a new cleaner like we'll help train them on what they need to do and kind of the expectation that it is Mm -hmm. obviously they get paid a lot more than a typical once a week cleaner would go in and and, and get. So there's it's lucrative because they're there two to three times a week. Um, But yeah, we you know, we've since then given them the opportunity to grow their business. And, you know, basically we're we're keeping them so busy. It's uh, you know, it's a good partnership.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. So 2021 seemed to be a big year for the both of you preparing you both to leave your jobs. Yeah around the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we heard from Spencer, Ashley, what did you do before? Um, Full time?
2: I was in HR. And I left in September of 2021.
0: Oh, okay. So recently as well. Yeah. Amazing. How long were you in HR for? Like, how long did you hold that career?
2: Uh, I believe it was seven years. Gotcha. With the same company.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, and obviously, we heard from Spencer at the young age of 29, he put in his last day uh, Friday of the, before the weekend, which is incredible. Yeah. So, let's talk about the mindset because your story sounds very similar to mine. As my company started to grow and my portfolio started to grow, we started to uh, incorporate all these companies, per se. What was your mindset on starting Travel Lux property management company?
1: Yeah, so we're always looking to scale, right? And we we try to surround ourselves with people that are doing better than us. And we've done a good good job thus far. And there's a there's a common correlation between all of them and they all they all think bigger, right? They always they're always looking to get out of that comfort zone. And we had these three in about a year and a half, which seems fast, but to us felt super slow. After we had the first one, we wanted 10 tomorrow Mm -hmm. so hey how can we scale this we have the tools we have the knowledge we have the expertise we have the team how can we how can we get 10 in the next five months so we got the idea of you know there was the arbitrage that was that was thought of which is still a great method but then there's the other idea of like hey we can do these for other investors like obviously if it was this you know uh attractive for us this must be equally attractive for other investors so I started just by putting a Kijiji ad out and we got our first one via that way. It was like a very informal Tim Hortons meeting. Um, that was going really well. And then I have some friends that have a a, a digital marketing company. They've been doing it for, at that time, it was already six or seven years. And they're very good at what they do. We were golfing and I kind of explained the business and they were super interested as well and basically came to us saying like, we could blow this up. So we actually ended up partnering with them and that's you know, how
2: travel got created. That's, that's,
1: you know, long story short, how it, how it got created. It was basically Kijiji and then the golf course. Yeah, And you know
0: what guys, I love that story because it just for everybody out there listening, like it, things have a way of growing, but the, you know, sometimes it's just the simplest of things and the ideas that kind of just bring to the forefront. And then, you know, having the courage and the drive to push and start uh, and some people turn around and say, ah, we could never do that. Nah, it's probably not going to work. Ah, There's ah, that one excuse after the other, but what started out as Kijiji and then a day on the golf course turned out to. So what, how many properties or how's that business grown over, I guess, since you started it?
2: That's uh, that's really blown up. I think we've onboarded about 35, we're at 35, 35- clients here we have more coming in the next few weeks we've also expanded out west we have someone who is running a division of travel out in the bc area and wow. he's up to 10
1: so yeah we'll be we'll be just over we're going to be over 50 50 properties managed probably by the end of i think next month yeah we just have a few that are getting their supplies and Furniture and stuff in place, but we've been basically onboarding two or three every week the last few weeks.
2: And we're expanding out into Alberta and recently we'll be expanding out into Nova Scotia as well.
1: Incredible, man.
0: Absolutely incredible. And honestly, and honestly just as,
2: as uh, two years ago, and honestly, two years ago, end of 2019. Yeah like to speak to what you had said before we didn't think that it would take two years for this to blow up to the point where we could leave our job i feel like leaving our job was more of like a five-year plan and last year just kind of got to the point where we're like we can't continue to work two full-time jobs and mm-hmm. um it, it kind of speaks to definitely thinking bigger because it happens faster than what you believe it could possibly happen in
1: yeah like again, it, it didn't necessarily feel like we were because again, we both had full time jobs, it didn't necessarily feel like we were working from, you know, 5pm to 2am every night, it was we were just doing small things every day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's kind of crazy, but you wake up one day and you're like, Hey, we have got 50 clients now, like, how did that happen? It's like, it's, it's, you know, hard, hard to explain. It's just it's the power of taking action, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you hit you hit the nail on the head. Taking action, and then one one of the things you said when we first started the interview you said something like, uh, you know, surrounding yourself with the people, the right people around yourself, and networking with the right people, and starting with the right team and the right network of people around you, and then taking action. I mean, you're you guys are living proof, and you're so young, and you're living proof that yeah if you have a plan and you have an idea and you have the right people supporting you and you take action and you have some courage too to uh maybe fail but you know what do they say um fail forward if you're gonna fail you only grow by failing you never really look at it as a positive because you'll never make that mistake probably again so yeah 50 properties under management or managing 50 properties And it started out as a Kijiji ad, and your first meeting was at Tim Hortons. Yeah,
1: yeah, you got it, guys. That's that's so glad we showed up for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to find time freedom, and a lot of us are in the game for the time freedom. Obviously, Mm -hmm. financial freedom is is great as well, but time freedom, you have to put a focus on outside management to help with your portfolio and have the right systems in place um how do you properly run and cash flow with strs
2: so one of the big things we're all about time freedom like you said before we're big travelers we want to be able to travel more um is we put systems in place where we don't have to be here in order for the business or to run the short-term rentals one of them will be automation Um, that includes with your cleaners. We do not schedule our cleaners. They schedule themselves and they have access to the calendar of every property that they clean and they go in twice a week and they make a schedule for themselves. Anything within that comes in within 72 hours is a quick text, like, Hey, just making sure you saw that because they also get an email when uh, booking comes through and they schedule themselves. Um, Another one we have are contingencies, like having um, a door code, so it's self check in at the door, you don't have to meet someone at the property, but then having a backup lockbox with a physical key in case because technology will fail, in case that door code fails, so you don't have to run over and and supply it.
1: Yeah, and then just having contingencies for everything, you have to assume that, you know, everything will go wrong. So what's what's your backup plan? So even even just having like a hidden key somewhere for like an additional supply closet that has extra supplies. Like, you know, we're all human. We've all made mistakes. Cleaners will make mistakes too. Um, they're, especially in high season, they're super busy. So having, you know, adequate supplies, we always have like three to five months worth stocked away at our properties. Mm -hmm. You try to at least if you have the space, that way, like if a guest ever has an issue, they run out of something or they, or they need something, you can most likely troubleshoot it or whoever's running that property can troubleshoot it from the phone. Mm-hmm. So it's all done remotely because that was our goal. We love to travel. And, you know, when we're, we're in Southeast Asia, it's going to be uh, quite a long flight to get some toilet paper over right. to our guests. So yeah, yeah uh, sure. we have things in place like that. Amazing.
0: Awesome. Um, are you guys still looking for deals now? Always.
1: always, yeah. Always. We, we just closed oh on one in Niagara on the Lake. We really like that area right now. It's more expensive, but yeah. again, we're tailoring to the more high-end luxury because that's where I think like the biggest profit margins and cash flow is now. Um, But yeah, we're we're always looking all over, not in just this area. You have to be careful with certain um, municipalities and their bylaws. Mm-hmm. Niagara on the Lake is they're firm, but they're fair. They have a three bed three bedroom cottage rental uh, permit that you can get. Um, so as long as you play within the rules there, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but you know, there are other areas like Niagara falls that are a lot more strict. You have to be zoned in a specific area and St. Catharines recently implemented a, um, licensing program, but they're, uh, they are being a little difficult to, uh, to obtain. So there's, there's, there's definitely workarounds and there are some people that have got it, but it's, it's more difficult in St. Catharines for sure.
0: Right. So how are you finding good deals? Are you guys working off market, on market, both? How are you guys finding your deals?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Like we're constantly browsing the MLS. Like we work with, you know, a specific realtor that owns a bunch of them himself. So, and he, he, he gets a lot of off markets that he'll send our way. If it's, uh, you know, something too small for him. I like to say, (laughs) but, uh, uh, honestly, it's just like word of mouth we have relationships with a lot of flippers that they might have gotten a really good deal on a house where we can work something out with them um where we get it off market and it works out where it's mutually beneficial for them um but yeah that's i us say that's pretty much it like the, we we like specific locations so sure. we're we're really targeting those areas if you just want to go to specifically the niagara region but we've also been looking in the states we've bought a few in across the border already so we're starting to uh, starting to broaden the horizon, diversify there, expand, a little, yeah, yeah. expand nice. that way.
0: Cool. All right, so we're going to get to our lightning round, quick Q and As. Um, tons of information there, and I'm sure people will reach out to you to pick your brain and or potentially get into business with you guys. But before we um, before we end off here. Um, Nobody can be an overnight success in this real estate game. I think we all know that. If you had to restart your career, and I know it's only been a short career and you've done extremely well to date, where would you do it and how would you start over again if you could take what you knew now and start again from scratch? Would you do anything different, and if so, what?
1: I don't really think so. Like we've we've kind of gotten it to a point where it's systemized and we can scale as fast as we want now. I would just, again, in terms of where I, from an Airbnb perspective, I would go where the municipality is, you know, more for it and they're more open to it just to limit risk. But we've always purchased with exit strategies in mind too. Like that's we, a big one. That that's like that's our biggest staple is like, hey, don't just buy this two million dollar property and don't have any other option. Like if you're gonna if you to sell it at a loss or you can't rent it for enough to at least cover, then it's it's not something we usually like to entertain unless like the city is like a hundred percent for it. But you always have to assume that that things can go wrong. So I would just keep that in mind on like the location and honestly just continue to to do what we're what we're doing now. Just We'd be able to do it a little bit faster because yeah. we've, we've no made more. the mistakes along the way to uh, to kind of save some time there.
0: Yeah. And for everybody listening um, out there, Spencer just said something absolutely amazing. The mistakes we've made along, along the way. So, guys, for everybody listening, everybody makes these mistakes. You just have to take action and allow yourself to grow by making those mistakes, right? And here's, here's Spencer and Ashley that have openly admitted the mistakes we've made, but here they are and they're still successful. You guys are still growing and you're still pushing forward. So speaks volumes. What is your why? Why do you do what you do?
2: Um, time freedom is our big why. We want to be able to travel more than just the four weeks a year that we were traveling before. Um, we're both very similar in terms of we we just don't like being told what to do. So it was never really great for entrepreneurial minds to be stuck in an office from nine to five. We want to if we want to fly to Bali tomorrow, we want to be able to do it. Um, time freedom was hundred percent our why. Yeah,
1: we're we're big experienced people. Yeah. And I will say it was it was a lot of motivation, but it also really frustrated me is like, again, a lot of our friends were already entrepreneurs and successful in working for themselves. And a lot of the times it would be two or three weeks before like, hey, we're going to Florida for a week or hey, we're going to Arizona, we're going to Las Vegas. So we're doing this trip to Spain. Do you want to come and we'd have to say no, because we've used our vacation time. So yeah. I'm really glad right. those happened because it fired us up. It's like, hey, this time next year, when someone asked that question, like yeah yeah no problem when when's the flight um but yeah, yeah just that that was our big driver and we have
2: sure. experienced that this trip because we actually leave on Wednesday for five weeks we're in Europe and that trip has been extended twice already and we just love that people are like hey I'm actually going to be in Greece um when you're in Europe do you want to meet and we're like yeah because <laughs> we can absolutely
0: wow awesome so, you're very successful now, guys. And we say that relative to how the world views success. Do you think there's still more to life for you both? And when you picture more to life, what do you see?
2: My goodness, that's such a, a loaded question. Obviously, there's more to life. We are both very driven and competitive people. We would never be able to just say, you know what, we're good here. Um, yeah. We have big, big dreams. We would love, since we love to travel, we we would love to own a vacation rental in other countries, multiple mm-hmm. other countries, and expand our management business international. Um, yeah, and I like, see.
1: I mean, the, the one thing that we've really tried doing because like obviously things have been going very well. But to my point earlier, we're surrounding ourselves with people who are always doing bigger and better things, mm-hmm. so it's very easy to see that and go, "Oh crap!" Like. We need to step our game up. Like yeah. you constantly have that almost anxiety of like, we're not, we're not working hard enough. We're not doing this. And that's also not necessarily good either. So we have to practice You I'm going to take a note out of Gary Vee's book here, but gratitude, yeah. we have to yeah. take a step back and say like, Hey, we've come this far, we've done this in this amount of time and, and, and kind of really like, you know, be appreciative of what we have, but at the same time, you know, find that perfect balance of like, you know, enjoying what we have, but also continuing to grow because we are competitive and we're not just going to be stagnant and happy with what we have. That's for sure.
2: We also have a couple um, buildings, um, six unit buildings. So we want to get more into the multifamily, get bigger in terms of that as well. So just, I think more like diversifying.
0: Amazing. Amazing guys. Well, we're just at 33 minutes. So that's been an awesome, awesome episode. Um, Call to action. For everybody out there who wants to talk to you guys, get into business with you guys, um, start a start a conversation with you guys. How do people get a hold of you too?
2: We're very active on social media. So you can find us on Instagram at Spencer and Ashley. That'll probably be the best way to get us.
0: Awesome. Well, that's it, guys. I there, I'm like overwhelmingly impressed and I've been at this game now for 11 years and 375 doors, in my portfolio. So I'm over the moon impressed at such a young age and everything you've acquired. Um, and God knows sky's the limit if you keep up with this attitude. So congratulations guys. I appreciate you coming on board and talking to our audience and I wish you nothing but continued success. And if I can help you out down the road or just touch paths, you guys know how to get a hold of me. But congratulations again. Enjoy Europe for the next five weeks,
2: is it? Five weeks.
1: You got it. Yeah, thanks, Adrian. We we appreciate you having us on. This is great.
0: All right, guys. Take care.